Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Monday. What a busy Monday it's been. The last few days, we've broken some really big stories here in Just the News, on the Just the News, Not Noise television show at night on this podcast, exposing one of the largest federally sanctioned censorship operations in American history, a consortium of private entities, universities, some groups like that, got together in the fall of 2020. They were asked by the federal government to take requests from the federal government, agencies like Homeland Security, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, State Department, take requests to censor, flag, put warning labels on content. And that they did, according to their own report, according to the Election Integrity Partnership, This private entity working with the federal government, working with the Democratic National Committee, the NAACP, the Common Cause, three liberal groups, and then these federal agencies, they flagged, impacted 4,800 web URLs, nearly 5,000 web URLs, 20 news organizations, 29 conservative influencers, and impacted 22 million social media posts. That is a giant censorship and free speech impacting operation. The government requested it, the private entity carried it out. These big tech companies decided and it oftentimes acquiesced to these requests 35% of the time. They had a 350 batting average succeeded when they requested that something be censored. We've been talking about that today. We're going to talk to a couple of experts about its importance and what can be done to stop it. We've got two great guests. First, Congresswoman Kat Kamick from the great state of Florida. She's also going to give us an update on Hurricane Ian, but she's going to tell us what she thinks about this censorship operation and what government can do about it. And then Cash Patel, you know him well. He's the man who exposed the Russian collusion plot for what it was, a ruse, a dirty political dirty trick carried out by Hillary Clinton and assisted by the FBI and the Justice Department and the intelligence community. He's going to be here talking about it. He's got a new book out, The Plot Against the King, 2,000 Mules, taking the original best-selling kids' book and and extending it into the issues of the election. Both Cash and Congresswoman Kamek are going to talk about that censorship operation. We're also going to get an update on Hurricane Ia. We're going to get talk about how low the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is, something we're all worried about, and then what can be done about crime. Congresswoman Kamek has a new bill, the Justified Action for Securing Our Nation, the Jason Act. We're going to cover that with her as well. 
All right, when you have that good a guest lineup, you don't waste any time. Let's go take a quick commercial break here from our amazing sponsors, advertisers, and partners, and then we'll get right to Congresswoman Kat Kamek right after this. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. This next guest, one of our favorite. We always get frontline reports on what's going on in real America, not in crazy Washington. Whenever we talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek from the great state of Florida, and there today, she's down helping her constituents recover from the horrible Hurricane Ian. Congresswoman, I know how busy you are. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me, John. Always good to be with you guys. Well, we're always honored to have you. You are on the front lines checking on the well-being of your constituents. You've been on the ground since Ian hit. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in your district and then statewide and what we need from the Biden administration. And I guess I'll throw in as an extra, Vice President Kamala Harris suggested that maybe race be involved in how we respond to Hurricane. I definitely want to get your reaction to that. Oh, man. Well, we'll just start right there. Anybody who's still listening to the Vice President after her word salad uh, you know, debacles one after the other. I, I don't know who's still listening to her or takes her seriously, but we certainly don't. And that's certainly not how we operate. Uh, we go to the areas that are hit the hardest, and when you need help, we come. And that's exactly what what we're doing is across the state of Florida and also in South Carolina, you know, the cavalry is showing up. And I can't tell you how amazing it is to see license plates from, you know, as far as Colorado, Idaho, Montana, the relief that is coming in, people doing debris removal, 
uh, trucks coming down the highway with generators, uh, compressors, you name it. I mean, we are seeing every kind of, of help coming down the highway and they're going to communities all across Florida that got hit by Hurricane Ian. And it's very much needed. I mean, Governor DeSantis wasn't lying when he said this was a 500 year storm. And we have seen just total utter devastation uh, in areas like, you know, Pine Island and Fort Myers and Naples. I mean, just absolutely devastating uh, images coming out of there. And now it's, now it's the race to get to the basics, you know, restoring power, restoring water, um, getting it so that we, we have some ability to function. And then from there, it's, it's the housing mission. People lost everything that they've ever owned. And so we have to, you know, look at where can we get some of these folks to, to, to live while they figure out their next steps. So the housing mission is going to be critical. And that's what we're focused on here in, um, in my neck of the woods. We're dealing with, as I said, you know, almost 300 homes have flooded. We've been touring today, um, the damage, and there's still some standing water. But I got to tell you, you know, this could have been a lot worse for our area, and we're still not out of the woods, but um, it, it is going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort, which for Congress means the, the, the appropriations and supplemental that we're going to be dealing with here in the future. Yeah, it's going to be a big bell because there's just so much devastation. It's just extraordinary. The fact that Florida is so resilient, I mean, some states have had to have the federal government carry them on their back. Puerto Rico is a great example territory that's had that problem. But Florida just does things on its own. Obviously, the government's there to help. But the the sort of the resilience, the preparation, the determination, it really was on display. This is a storm as powerful as the one that hit Katrina or the one that hit Puerto Rico, that devastated Puerto Rico a few years ago, Maria Katrina. And yet the Floridians are not crying or whining or they're just, they're pitching in, fixing in. The fact that you had 40,000 linemen already staged before the storm to get power back online, that, that's an army. That's an amazing deployment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got you to gotta absolutely tip your hat to Governor Ron DeSantis and his team, Kevin Guthrie, uh, and then the individual EOCs, the emergency management directors. Um, you know, as Floridians, certainly we are absolutely accustomed to dealing with storms and being prepared, but this was a symphony truly a massive coordination between the federal, state, and local levels, and the preparation going into it, like you said, you, you had 40,000 um, utility trucks and, and linemen ready to go. You had people that were staged all over the state strategically, knowing that this was going to hit on the western portion of, of the state and then cut across, um, and, and that to me was a, a huge reason why today we're, we're not even a week after the storm and we're already really seriously cutting into the number of people who went without, who were without power. So um, to your point, we are used to these storms, um, but now the mission is rebuilding not just, you know, broken water lines, but mains and, you know, getting lift stations back online. And as far as the power goes, it's not just lines that came down, but it's you know, the entire grid that is having to be rebuilt in certain areas. So that is is happening. It's underway. Um, you know, the, the Florida Disaster Fund has, you know, been seeing the generosity of people all around the country and the world. And that's incredible. We're really coming together 
as a community and making things happen. It's just a remarkable state. It's independent, it's resilient, it's prepared, and it knows how to exercise its states, right? And of course, the federal government's going to help, and they were there too, FEMA was there, but really remarkable to watch Florida weather what really was a storm of the centuries. It's, it's just remarkable. Uh, one thing the federal government does or prepares for, for a natural disaster like this, is to keep its strategic petroleum reserve supply, but not this president. This president has drained it by about 200 million barrels to its lowest level since the 1980s. By the way, when we were using a lot less gasoline and oil in America, there's only 22 days of reserves now left for the country if we were to hit a catastrophic thing. In the shadows of this horrible hurricane, the idea that one of the few things the federal government does for preparedness is on the low, dangerous, vulnerable side. Your thoughts on President Biden's performance here? Uh, well, I mean, it's a total, utter failure. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And, you know, we are at the lowest levels for the Strategic Petroleum Reserve since 1984. And for context, I was born in 1988. So the, the fact that we have had a 500-year storm hit my home state and the president continues to release, I believe it's close to about a million uh, gallons um daily. That right there just tells you everything you need to know. He's not focused on the home front. He doesn't have a domestic policy that supports an America first agenda. He is absolutely tripping all over himself. And when you look at the fact that they have denied any new permitting or approval of applications for domestic energy production, he wants to make us dependent on our enemies abroad. And it, it, it is a total failure of domestic policy as well as our foreign policy. And uh, I think it's foolish. And I think we're, we're paying for it. The notion that we are releasing millions of gallons out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve while simultaneously not seeing a significant dip in prices here just tells you that his plan is not working. But nothing that they put forward seems to work because it's all about the politics. They don't care about the policy and certainly not about the people. It's about the politics. But I'm of the mindset that if you had good, sound, America first policies in place, the politics would follow. But they seem more intent on this woke ideology, this leftist ideology, and the virtue signaling rather than actually helping. And it's dangerous. It's putting us in a very vulnerable situation. That it is, as is our open border. And you have been one of the clarion call voices for trying to solve that problem. You were one of the first members of Congress to go down there long before anyone else knew it was going to be a problem. And you haven't let up. You just sponsored a really important piece of law, Justified Action for Securing Our Nation, the Jason Act. Tell us why this is so important and why maybe next year it'll get a vote. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, so often people want to try to legislate in a series of tweets. And it's not always as cut and dry and simple as, as one would think. And, you know, I, I hear from constituents and people all over the country, they say, why can't you secure the dang border? Like, what? Just shut it down. Listen, the House of Representatives won. We are at a four vote deficit. So it doesn't matter what Republicans do. We don't have the ability currently to do that. When we take the House back and hopefully the Senate, God willing, we will be in a position where, one, we can restrict the funding to the Department of Homeland Security until they comply with, an, uh, with a secure border policy that we're going to push for, because we know that Biden certainly won't. And if you were to shut down the border, you need a presidential declaration or uh, authority of the president to do that. This bill, the Jason Act, actually changes 
the definition, gives some guidelines, essentially chalking the field, and says this is what a surge at the border is. It's defined by data, not by how people are feeling one particular day or the other, but actual data saying that if you are experiencing 25% more than the previous month or the previous week, that is a surge which puts in an automatic trigger that forces the Department of Homeland Security Secretary to secure the border. And so it actually empowers that, se that secretary to secure the border without needing the presidential declaration. That is important for a number of reasons. One, you're hoping that that secretary is going to do their job. Two, if they don't, that's grounds for impeachment because the grounds for impeachment are a little wishy-washy. You know, it's, it's very vague, and that's by design. This tightens it up so that we can have additional oversight and accountability as members of Congress when it comes to the border and to the, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. There is a remarkable interview out today with El Chapo, the horrific Mexican drug lord, one of the most prolific drug traffickers in world history. And he said something profound. And again, I don't want to give the guy too much credit because he's a bad dude. But he said that the truth of the matter is the drug trade is facilitated by the lack of actions by politicians on both sides of the border. He calls out politicians saying, listen, it was easy for me to traffic drugs because the will in America was not there. And he's clearly talking about President Biden right now. The idea that one of the most prolific drug lords in history recognizes that it's a political issue. Do you think the president or any of the Democrats will take note? No, I, I don't think they will, because they, their agenda currently is about politics over people. And, you know, even though in private, I've had some on the other side of the aisle say, listen, you know, this is a really bad situation. We've got to do something. When I ask them, why don't you speak out? They say, oh, I'll lose my I'll lose my committee seat, you know, my committee assignment or, you know, I'll get primaried by my own side. At some point, you've got to sit back and say, am I doing what's best for my country or am I doing what's best for my political party? And I can tell you, a lot of people are getting close to that point on that other side where they see that the Democratic Party of today is not what it was years ago. It is about dependency and control and creating big government programs to make people dependent on government, and this open border policy feeds right into that. Because what we're seeing is the nearly 5 trillion people that have come across, and they have an open catch-and-release policy. These people come across, they get uh, processed, and then released into our country. This is putting a strain on all the social programs. Just look at New York Mayor Adams, who's complaining that, oh, well, all our homeless encampments are, are already filled up, and what are we going to do with these people and all the social services that are getting strained? Well, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. what happens. That's exactly right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy, John, when you think about it. And this was a DOD report that came out um, beginning of this year. 40% of Mexico is under the control of the cartel. That is a staggering statistic. If you were to say that 40% of the United States is under control of Antifa, no one would stand for that. But the fact of the matter is, is that nearly half of Mexico, as we know it, is under control of the cartels. It is fully taken over in terms of influence and control, and, and that command and control structure is embedded with the cartel. So there's some serious house cleaning that needs to happen. And of course, we don't have a, a clear-cut policy when it comes to Mexico, another failure of the Biden administration. So We've got some serious work to do if we're going to get things in order. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. But one of the things that conservatives are finding, it's hard to even get a voice in the town square because big tech, big media, big bureaucracies and big Democrats have all worked together to try to throttle and silence free speech. We had a big story broke Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days. We got another one coming out today of a consortium of universities and private groups that was set up in 2020. And it took the instruction it was federally sanctioned and federal agencies would file tickets saying, we want that URL censored. We want that tweet censored. And the scope of what they were able to achieve is extraordinary. By their own internal report, they targeted 4,900 URLs, more than 20 news sites, more than 29 conservative influencers, and t- impacted 22 million tweets in a four-month period through censorship, through flagging, through warning labels, all of the targets. When you take up the 20 news sites, the 29 influencers, all of them were conservative. The idea that the federal government felt comfortable setting up this large censorship thing and just outsourcing it to a third party, does Congress take a whack at this next year and try to stop the ability of the federal bureaucracies to censor free speech? Oh, absolutely. That's top of mind. That's a huge issue of the Commitment to America agenda. You know, Energy and Commerce, which will be headed up by Kathy McMorris Rogers out of Washington, that committee is going to be extraordinarily busy in holding big tech accountable. And I think we need to look not just at two, Section 230 reform, but, but honestly, at where is the line drawn between a private company and a private enterprise and, and the new public square? which these platforms have become. And of course, there's some dangerous operations like we've seen with TikTok and the, the mining of personal data and it being used in, in nefarious ways. Big tech is going to have a reckoning in the 118th Congress. And I think people are going to be pleased when they see the investigations and subsequent oversight that gets put into place. We've got some antitrust legislation that is being floated. Um, this cannot stand and it cannot continue. Uh, I mean, this is a bedrock of our constitutional republic, free speech. And when your free speech is being censored in the new public square, that is something that's going to be held to account. So I I say stand by because there's going to be a lot of work and people are going to see for the first time just how vast this entire operation of censorship across conservative platforms has been. Uh, and for how long? Yeah, it's jaw-dropping. One of the things you see in the report of this consortium of what they know was flagged or censored, Congressman Paul Gosar, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is mentioned in there. Congresswoman-elect Marjorie Taylor Greene in the month before she was sworn in, they were targeting her candidate. Robbie Starbuck was there. This idea that an executive branch aligned entity could be censoring the legislative branch's voices kind of raises some separation of powers issues too, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, and that's, I think, what people are so sick and tired of. We've been so out of balance, you know, this this whole check and balances system that we're supposed to have in place with the executive branch has done is they essentially lord over the legislative when in reality they are supposed to execute on the laws Um, both in the spirit and quite literal sense of what Congress is passing. And instead, they have really, as Obama famously said, he's got his pen and his phone, and he's going to just operate as a one-man army. Now we're seeing the same thing out of Biden. We have to restore that oversight and that accountability and the authority of Congress. And that, I think, is what is going to come out biggest of all uh, in the 118th. So I I think that restoration of balance that we have coming is long overdue, but it's going to be a huge part of how we move forward. Because if Congress doesn't assert their authority, 
then what the heck are we doing? Why even bother having the representatives of the people in Washington, D.C., if we're just going to have essentially a one-man show playing out in Washington? The Uniparty, well, they know one thing about you, Congresswoman, you're never going to give up. You're always on the front lines fighting. (laughs) Your time in Congress has been marked by so many, not only highlighting problems, but what I love about what you do, you have solutions. You have legislative solutions like the Jason Act, and that's what Americans are crying for. Don't tell us what's wrong. Fix it. And that's what you're on the front lines of doing. So glad to have you on the show today. Well, always happy to be chatting with you, John, and thank you so much for covering the very important news of the day. Well, we're proud to be talking to you and uh, look forward to having you on soon. Good luck to all of your constituents. We're praying and thinking of everyone in the great state of Florida right now. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always love having this next guest on. There are so many titles to refer to him at that you could literally spend the whole show just giving his resume. Uh, he's the former chief of staff to the Pentagon, former National Security Council, counterterrorism chief, former federal prosecutor, former federal public defender, and the man who helped Devin Nunes unravel the fake Russia collusion story as chief investigative counsel for House Intelligence Committee. But my favorite title of all now for my good friend Cash Patel is World Selling Best Children's Author. 
Here he is. Cash Patel, new book out this week, Cash, The Plot Against the King, 2000 Mules, just came out. What's been going on? Hey, John, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for letting me come on your show and uh, help talk about our new mission of education. Um, and, uh, you know, we borrowed from the left. We said, what is the two things they don't want us to talk about ever, especially to our youth, Russiagate and elections? How about that? So you went and did it. You broke the unwritten rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, according to them, I, I'm breaking rules. So I guess I might as well actually start breaking some of their own for the hypocrites, you know. And it's not just for kids. You know, we did Plot Against the King, book one. And thanks to your show, it just went number one. President Trump launched it on Truth Social. And he went on to later say, like, we should put this book in every school and every home and every library in America. And it's for adults and kids in a fun way, in a medieval setting. Um, with Hillary Clinton and you know the characters and the artwork's fantastic. But for adults too who don't understand, who didn't understand Russiagate, they took 20 minutes and now they know it better than most. And that was part of the mission to make sure all the people in this country have access to the truth. And I think with Plot Against the King, 2,000 Mules, where we collaborated with Dinesh D'Souza off his uh, documentary 2,000 Mules, and Dinesh is in this book, we talk about election integrity, and we don't dive into the, you know, specifics of it, but we talk about things that matter to our youth, service, mission, integrity, um, and the power of the truth. And if there's 100,000 people in the kingdom and 200,000 votes, then there's something wrong. And that, there's nothing wrong with teaching our youth about election integrity in a constitutional republic and the power of a democracy. Of course, the left doesn't want us to do, and many rhinos don't want us to either, but we did it. The Plot Against the King 2000 Mule, the series, is available on plotagainsttheking.com plotagainsttheking.com. And President Trump was kind enough to launch Plot Against the King 2000 Meals on Truth Social as well, uh, calling it a must read for every child and every adult. And now we've given adults the, the cliff notes for both Russiagate and the 2020 election. And hopefully we've given them a path to reforming our education system. So plotagainsttheking.com. I know when, once we put it on your show, John, it's, uh, it's, it's gangbusters. So I'm thankful for it. And um, your audience is massive. And, um, you know, We'd love your support, but I think you and I have teamed up so, so, so many times in the past to get out the truth that this is just a fun, unique way of doing it. And, um, you know, so we're having a good time at plotagainsttheking.com. I actually was with a friend over the week and we said, you ought to send it to every House Democrat because it's at their reading level. It's really good for them. It's actually, and you know what? They don't, I don't think they even know how bad the, uh, the Russia collusion thing is. Your book does a better job than they have figured it out. But it's a pretty remarkable um, story because you, these are beyond the politics of it. These are very important time-honored traditions. The idea that we live by law and order, that we play fair. These are things that we used to all teach our children. There's a whole generation now that I think have gotten a different thing. And I think you bringing back children's literature to the core values that were there when you and I were kids is such an extraordinary accomplishment. And the book itself, I mean, it's visually gorgeous. The story is riveting. You're right. Adults can pick up all of the nuances of what really went on in the adult world when children pick up this incredible value that, you know, we should be fair. We shouldn't cheat. We should play by the rules. Law and order matter and honesty matters. And it's such an extraordinary accomplishment. What has been the reaction when you're with everyday parents, you know, who've engaged and bought a book? What do you hear from everyday parents about this? I mean, the reaction has just been beyond my wildest, uh, you know, contemplation, really. I mean, just, just think of it. We did a castle event in Texas yesterday for Plot Against the King, where we had hundreds of people show up, including adults and children, and had some fun. And we launched a catapult uh, with watermelons 
uh, with Shift's head on them, which was kind of funny. But, you know, you got to have fun with it. And that's what people are coming out to see the reality of these pages. Um, and the characters, yeah, we identify the villains. Um, we're not shy about that. And whether it's in Plot Against the King or Plot Against the King too. But here's what just blew my mind. Country music legend and my friend John Rich of Big and Rich wrote an exclusive song called Plot Against the King. It's now one of the, it's a, a best-selling hit. It's not even a selling hit. He was so generous, he just gave it to us. And so you can go listen to John Rich's song, The Plot Against the King, where he made a song for this book. Series. And um, that's that Plot Against the King, or you can find it on Truth Social. And if that weren't enough, Truth Social came together with the likes of Steve Inman, Steve Inman and John Rich and made a video CGI animated series of both Plot 1 and Plot 2. So check it all out at plotagainsttheking.com or Truth Social. But the song's really catchy. I think you might see it at a Trump rally upcoming up. I'll be speaking at both of them this weekend in on Arizona and Nevada. So I might have to make them play John Rich's The Plot Against the King. That is amazing. Well, you, what you and John are doing in separate genres of communication, right? The book industry, the country music industry is breaking down the cartels that have controlled thought and speech and sales and economics and showing people you can go around the cartels. And you could succeed, not in a little way, but in a big way. I mean, John Rich went to number one on his very first song. Your book went gangbusters. You got the sequel up already, which is amazing. You're actually creating a whole new parallel path economy. And I think that's perhaps when people look back 10, 20 years from ago, not only will it be the quality of the content you created, it was the fact that you created a highway around the cartels, the thought police. When you set out for this, did you realize that really that was at the end what you'd be achieving? No, <laughs> not in the least. You know, it reminds me of when I started out with Russiagate. I, I thought it would be this thing that no one paid attention to. And we, of course, we would selfishly have a little fun with it. Um, but it became this um, movement of truth. Really, that's what it became. Russiagate was a movement of truth where you d divulge to the American public our findings in such a rigorous fashion where, where journalists were just too shy to do so. And these books are a continuation of that. But the next step is, you're right fixing our elections and making sure our youth are educated with history. I mean, look, our children run about, learn about Watergate, World War One, and, and World War II, and why shouldn't they run about Russiagate, the largest criminal conspiracy perpetrated by the FBI and DOJ in American history? Why shouldn't they learn about Plot Against the King 2000 Mules, where election integrity in a constitutional republic matters? And there's a special uh, hidden Easter egg in the second book, where maybe you have the likes of Adam Schiff being urinated on while he's standing in a pile of poo, uh, from a dog who, uh, you know, there may be a tale or two in there, but you're going to have to pick up the book. What I did was, what I was surprised to learn is not only do adults and children love it, but according to Truth Social, it is a fan favorite of dogs and cats. So pets are well, taking on. how about that? That's series. a whole new audience. <laughs> That's a whole new audience, and uh, it's a big audience I'm learning. That is amazing. Well, uh, congratulations for not only creating great content and giving parents something they can be proud to give their children to counter all the stuff they might be getting in school, but also for, I, I think, just building a whole new highway in publishing and in music and other places. We don't have to sit there and be silenced. We have the ability to go around the gatekeepers, the arrogant elitist gatekeepers, and get to the American public. And it's funny, when the American public get it, they know good content. When they see it, they embrace it. And that's why what's happened with your books has been gangbusters. It's just remarkable. Cash, I want to talk about that censorship for a second, that gatekeeping, because over the last few days, we've had a series of stories here from some internal documents of a federally sanctioned censorship machine. It was a private coalition 
of universities, companies, four or five people got together. They created a consortium. And then the federal government would file tickets saying, we want to censor or flag this post, this story, this URL. The breadth of censorship is extraordinary. 4,900 web URLs are impacted. 22 million tweets were impacted. 20 new sites were impacted, including Just the News. 29 famous conservative influencers impacted. The largest censorship machine ever sanctioned by the federal government. And there are now signs that they were uh, focused on members of Congress, candidates while they were running for office. When you think that the bureaucracy, the Democrats, and these institutions on the outside, the media institutions that were all collaborating together, it kind of does affirm that what started as Russia collusion became a much larger narrative theft in America, right? Look, you're absolutely right. And it's a continuation of the truth that we put out in Russiagate, the truth that we put out in the Plot Against the King series, where we called them the heralds. But this censorship can't happen without the, without the fake news mafia coupled with the government gangsters, as I call them in government. And John, you know this. There are no coincidences in government. It's not as if they decided to censor everybody. And as a result, only conservative-based thought and conservative-based movements and projects were banned. That was by design. And this is what happens in a rogue constitutional republic. That's what we're living in today in today's America, where we have a two-tier system of justice, not one, not just in the court of law, but also when it comes to whistleblowers. And I think we'll get to that. But I think what you have highlighted here is just so crucial for the voting base to understand. Facebook, Twitter, and all these other platforms have been now proven. We've been saying it and proved it years ago, but now the media is starting to report on it how the government has coupled with Mark Zuckerberg and whoever the guy was running Twitter now is or was, I can't even remember their name. Yep, Jack Dorsey, yep, right, yeah. And they specifically went out and rigged an election with the Hunter Biden laptop, causing the biggest disinformation um, uh, campaign in modern U.S. history. And if that weren't enough, they coupled that with a parallel plan to defeat and suffocate conservative-based ideology and conservative-based movement because they did not want that to be the leader, uh, the, the way forward. And that's just um, shocking for the United States of America in 2022. I think we're busting through those doors. We're reporting on it. I think when we get back to Gallows, there are going to be some serious hearings on Capitol Hill for the world to see with Mark Zuckerberg and Chris Ray and all these other people under oath for days on end until we get every single answer we want. But here's the thing that you and I have, you know, based large parts of our careers on. It's not the reporting, John, and I think you'll agree with me. It's getting the documents out. And you are uh, you probably are better than uh, you know anyone else in the industry. But these documents have to be put out there but from the government because, as you know, the government's arrogance is its own downfall. The FBI's own downfall was their arrogance in Russiagate, was their arrogance in Hunter Biden, was their arrogance in January 6th, and there's a lot more coming on that once these uh, whistleblowers start coming through. So we gotta we got to make people go to – you know, just the news and look at the documentation you are putting out on a daily basis and just read one a week and then give it to a friend and it will have the impact we need, which is getting the truth out. And, well, you know, one of the things you see now when you look at the big picture of whether it was Steele dossier or the censorship machine or everything that fell between it, 
It's clear that the left and Democrats have decided that the way to own elections is to own the narrative in America. If you can own the story, you can own the election. And what you're doing is creating that counter narrative now with your books and with all of the great work you've done as an investigator, as a patriot, as a a government servant. Owning the narrative has become essential to the left and reclaiming the narrative is going to become essential to the right. Such a fascinating dynamic. I want to talk about those whistleblowers because you know the courage it takes to step forward and say, hey, there's something bad going on in government. We got 20 plus FBI whistleblowers. One of them has been suspended now. When you look at the sum total of what they're talking about, whether it's weaponizing the SWAT teams or tipping investigations in favor of Joe Biden and against Donald Trump, there seems to be a clear piece of evidence here that the FBI has gone totally rogue political. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, Chris Ray lied to Congress and the American people under oath when he said the, uh, that FBI whistleblowers would not be retaliated against. We now know with the likes of Agent Friend and others, FBI agents have been retaliated against because they've, they're taking away their guns and their badges. That is retaliation. And if that weren't enough, their identities weren't being protected because the, the government gangsters on the Hill on the, le- on the radical left are leaking their names and violating the whistleblower protection federal statutes that exist for all whistleblowers. I mean, just rewind the tape, John. When we had the likes of Charmella and his sidekick Vindman orchestrate the largest fraudulent impeachment in U.S. presidential history, they still received the whistleblower protections. And I'm going to be the guy that argues not that they were correct, but that they should receive whistleblower protection because that's the purpose of the statute. And now we find out that Adam Schiff, of course, lied the entire time and met with Charmella before to orchestrate this whole thing and lied about ever meeting him. And so that's finally coming out. And what it's showing ultimately is a two-tier system of whistleblower justice, not just in the courts of law, but for those who are courageous enough at the FBI to expose waste, fraud, and government abuse, and the likes of Friend and the dozens of others that have come out. And what have we learned, John? That they, they, the FBI, and Chris Ray are lying under oath by going up to Capitol Hill and telling the world that domestic violent extremism is on the rise. It's the biggest threat to America. And oh, by the way, it it ties directly with January 6th and anybody who is a Donald Trump supporter. That's literally what they're saying, but these whistleblowers have come in and said the following, and this was the one that probably guts them the most. The field-level agents' investigations around the country were being removed from them, sent to the Washington headquarter behemoth that Chris Ray operates, and falsely labeling those investigations domestic violent extremist investigations related to January 6th and Trump supporters so Chris Ray can go to Congress and lie and say domestic violent extremism is on the rise. And if that weren't enough, Here's the thing that ticks me off as a federal prosecutor the most. The agents, the whistleblowers that are courageous enough to come forward, who have been retaliated against, have said the crimes they were investigating were child sexual exploitation crimes. Real crimes against our children are being ignored by the Federal Bureau of Investigation under Chris Ray and Merrick Garland so they can falsely pad their statistics and have Joe Biden then go to Independence Hall and talk about how the MAGA movement is the deadliest movement in modern American history and how white supremacy is the number one national security threat. John, in my 16 years in national security, white supremacy has never been the number one national security threat, nor will it be. Um, We have to look outward uh, to, uh, like we did in the Trump administration, to actually defeat national security threats. These people are looking inwards at the propaganda they are perpetuating so they can get a headline in the fake news mafia. And we we just can't allow it. We have to have a chorus call for whistleblower protections, and we have to have accountability starting at Chris Ray as to why he lied to the American people in Congress under oath. 
Yeah, you don't feel very good about the leadership or ability of Director Ray to navigate the FBI through this tumultuous time, through its own forced errors and unforced errors and its own biases. It seems as though this weekend the letter came out, the draft letter, of what the FBI really wanted to say to Peter Strzok and how much damage he created for the industry. (laughs) Not the final letter that got sanitized, but that firing occurred on Chris Ray's watch. It doesn't appear that the FBI has the will to dig deep and find all of the underlying issues that are causing the American public to distrust its work. Your thoughts on where he is? Yeah. So look, you need to look no further than that letter. The firing of of Peter Strzok based on our Russiagate investigation and your reporting. And that letter didn't come out because they were trying to bury it. And look at it. It's written by a career FBI agent of 25 plus years in Dave Bowditch, who lays out the case as to how Peter Strzok single-handedly destroyed the FBI and how it happened on Christopher Ray's watch and how Christopher Ray allowed uh, that the cover-up of the corruption, which I always have a proponent that the cover-up is worse than the crime, and Chris Ray was in on it. And everybody go ahead and, you know, ignore the entire rest of the program if you want, but go look at that letter. It's on justthenews.com. It's on fightwithcash.com. Just read the letter. It'll take you four minutes and you will see in detail as to why Peter Strzok was removed. And then ask yourself, why is CNN and everybody else paying this guy hundreds of thousands of dollars and having GoFundMe accounts for his legal services when he was a criminal? That's what you are putting up if you are supporting Peter Strzok, the corrupt Russiagate uh, criminals and government gangsters who participate in that. And worse, you're supporting the cover-up with the likes of Chris Ray and Merrick Garland. Go read their own letter. And it will show you everything you need to know about Russiagate. Peter Strzok is the worst um, agitator and actor from the Russiagate saga, maybe next only to Andy McCabe and James Comey. Um, and, that's, and that's saying something. So I hope you guys go read the letter at Just the News or FightWithCash.com. It is a remarkable letter, and it really does send some pretty extraordinary messages about how much the FBI really thought struck armed it versus what they ultimately said in public. The difference between the statements and what actually is in this letter is pretty jaw-dropping and I think a reminder that the FBI understands its reputation, its trust from the American people has really, really grown. It's pretty remarkable. Real quickly before we go, Cash, there's about a month left in the election. Your thoughts on what is the closing message that both parties are going to go to the American people with? I think it's simple. Um, look in your in your communities and then look nationally. Are you safer? Is crime on the rise? Are drugs flooding in through the southern border, killing our youth at exponentially high rates? Um, are a package of Oreos twice as expensive as they used to be? How about filling up your gas tank? Is global threats on the rise? Russia, Ukraine, uh, Iran, China. And those answers are just going to drive voters to vote for the values that we, you and I have been talking about, which is putting Americans first. And I'm going to be out there with President Trump this weekend. I'm going to be speaking at both his rallies in uh, Nevada and Arizona and, you know, in my attempts to win back the West and also just get out there for great candidates like Kerry Lake, Abe Hamada and Adam Laxalt and Blake and, and everybody else that we have also back East, including Herschel and Oz and so many others. And we just got to get them across the finish line. But I think that's the message. That's what I'm going to talk about is the two-tier system of justice, the lack of accountability, and the fact that our lives are tragically worse off because of the politicization by Joe Biden of the national security apparatus and the radical left-wing agenda 
that it feeds. And Democrats seem to be just doubling down, even though the polls show Americans do not like where the Democrats have taken this country. They're doubling down, which is kind of remarkable when you think of it. Is this a course correction election in your mind? Yeah, I think so. I think the Democrats have no, there's nothing else they can do. I mean, just, you know, we didn't talk about it today, but the the attack on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is the ultimate um, expose in the failure of this administration to establish a global diplomatic security presence on the national security stage. We are being dictated to instead of working with our allies and setting a global posture of peace. And what are they going to say? You know, it's Trump's fault, which is exactly what they're saying. But this isn't six years ago. This is a Biden administration where he owns both houses of Congress, the House and the Senate with majorities, and he has failed the American people. Our youth are being addicted to Chinese fentanyl because of it. Our border is not secure. Illegal immigrants are pouring in, committing heinous, some of them, committing heinous acts of murder and rape. And the families in this country know that it is not a conservative-based movement that's causing this. Yeah, it's such a remarkable moment for that argument to play out. And for, you know, there's a course correction opportunity. The American people can literally change the compass of the American experience with this election. Going to be very fascinating to watch what happens. Cash, it's always an honor to have you on the show. So much food for thought. A lot of big things going on. But the most important of all, folks, go to Amazon, go to Brave Books and go get the brand new children's book out by cash the plot to kill the king 2000 mules the sequel to his already wildly successful first book congratulations cash we're going to get everybody that link i'll send it out on twitter tonight and truth and facebook but thanks so much for joining us and bring us up to speed thanks so much john and the link for everybody's plot against the king.com hopefully everybody goes and checks it out to get everything you need the song the book and the trailer <laughs> absolutely all right my friend thanks so much for the time today really enjoyed it thanks All right, folks, we'll be back in a few seconds to wrap things up. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. 
higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us today. Big thank you to Congresswoman Kamek, who's so busy on the road trying to get help for her constituents in hurricane-battered Florida, but she still took time to bring us up to speed on all of those great issues. And of course, Cash Patel, our good friend, great new book. If you're looking for a book that can teach your children, the values, well, having a little fun with politics, take modern America, throw it into medieval time, put some pretty pictures to it, but tell a story of honesty, of playing by the rules, of telling the truth, of being fair. This book does it as well as the earlier one, extraordinary two books out there that are doing really well. The Plot Against the King, 2000 Mules, that's Cash Patel's new book. You can get it at plotagainsttheking.com. You could also get it at Amazon, and of course, Brave Books, the great children's book company. We've had them on the show that is promoting these new family-friendly books. Before we go call it a day here, some very important stuff that I want to address. I'm a huge fan of AMAC. They are doing such great works. They are the conservative alternative to AARP. I belong to both groups, but AMAC is one that really has, I think, one of the most important news and information operations in the country. AMAC stands for Association of Mature American Citizens. It is doing extraordinary news work. It has an extraordinary podcast. It has a really, really powerful operation that's talking to members of Congress, talking to state legislatures, trying to find solutions that are aligned with your values, my values, that are common sense in America. And AMAC has set up a special offer for you to become a member, to get on the team, and to benefit from all the information and education and news that they provide, as well as the policies. And they've got great discounts on services, on products, just like AARP or uh, AAA or some of the other great entities in this country that create discounts. AMAC's got discounts, but most importantly, they have a viewpoint, they have a commitment to American values, to the values that you and I cherish as Americans, as common sense Americans. So if you want to get involved in AMAC, you want to become a member, it's inexpensive. It has benefits beyond imagination, really strong benefits. All you got to do is go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash just news, AMAC dot U-S slash just news. You can join there. You're going to get a special discount for joining. You're going to get in the AMAC family, and you're going to be smarter, wiser. You're going to save money on really important things. You're going to hear from thought leaders. You're going to know what's going on in Congress. This is the best investment you're going to make all year. Go to amac.us forward slash just news to get involved today. Thanks so much, guys. That was really a benefit. All right, folks, before we go, I just want to ask that God bless you. 
It bless this incredible country, the United States. Bless the people going through the incredible hardship of post-Hurricane Ian and its aftermath. May his blessing extend to you, your family, your friends, and to all those in need in the great state of Florida. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.